Dents. Ask your guardian about Dents. Now, there's a story to pass the time while one is dying of hunger. He left in a huff, the sound of his cane gradually diminishing as it clacked across the floor of the reception room beyond. For a moment, the library was quiet. Constance glanced over at Pendergast. His eyes were lingering on the doorway through which Bertin had just exited. Then he turned to Constance. Bertin is certainly an audacious fellow. Pay no attention. By the time we reach the main course, his good cheer will have returned, I assure you. What did he mean by a story about dents? Constance asked. Pendergast hesitated. You wouldn't care to hear it, I'm sure. It isn't pleasant, and it involves my brother. A brief, unreadable look passed over Constance's face. That only whets my interest more. For a long time, Pendergast did not speak. His gaze went very far away. Constance said nothing, waiting patiently. Finally, with a deep breath, Pendergast began. You know the children's fable of the Tooth Fairy? Of course. When I was a child, my parents would slip a penny under my pillow in exchange for a tooth, when they had any money, that is. Quiet. In the French Quarter of New Orleans, where I spent much of my childhood, we had that same quaint legend. Except we also had an additional or perhaps parallel legend to go with it. Parallel? A few of the young children in our neighborhood believed the usual fantasy, as you've just described it, but the majority believed something quite different, that the Tooth Fairy wasn't an ephemeral being who visited at night. No, the Tooth Fairy of the French Quarter lived nearby, just down the street from our house, in fact, and he was none other than a person we all called Old Dufour. Dufour, a French name. Of the oven, I believe that would be the equivalent of baker in English. His full name was Maurice Dufour, and he was a recluse of ancient and uncertain age, who lived in a decaying mansion a few blocks away on Montegut Street. He probably hadn't been out of his house in fifty years. I have no idea how he managed to eat. As children, we sometimes saw his hunched shadow at night moving against the dimly lit windows of his domicile. Naturally, the neighborhood children told all sorts of wild and frightening stories about him, that he was an axe murderer, that he ate human flesh, that he tortured small animals. Sometimes the older neighborhood delinquents would go there at night and throw a rock or two through his windows before running away. But that was the extent of even their bravery. Nobody would have ever summoned the courage to say, ring the doorbell. Pendergast paused. It was one of those old mansions built in the Creole style, but with a mansard roof and oriel windows. It was a fright, with most of the windows broken, the roof slates loose, the porch about to fall off, and the front garden overgrown with dying palmettos. Constance leaned forward, a look of growing interest in her face. How this particular Tooth Fairy legend got its start, nobody knew. All I can tell you is that it had been in place as long as any of us children could remember. 
and since Dufour was a recluse and an object of terror, nobody could ask him what he might know about its origins or what he thought of such an absurd notion. You know how it is, Constance, that these legends can sometimes sprout up among children and take on a life of their own, passed down from one generation to the next. And this is especially true in a place like the French Quarter, which, despite being at the center of a large city, was still highly insular and provincial. French remained the language of the old families, and many people didn't even consider themselves American. In many ways, it was cut off from the outside world where Creole superstitions and strange beliefs, many of them very old, were allowed to flourish and spread and suppurate. Pendergast gestured toward the library's empty doorway. Take our famished friend. He is a perfect product of that insular.